Hello there. Today I wanted to come to you and tell you a little bit about my Nana and how my Nana inspired me to never live as a victim. This is what's interesting. I don't know that I realized this until much later in life and probably until after she was gone, really how courageously she lived. And my Nana, the thing about my Nana is that she lived a very quiet, simple life. She wasn't a big person. She wasn't a big personality. And yet, in thinking back and looking back and watching her, she was an incredible woman. And definitely while she was alive, I noticed things about her and commented on things and admired her in certain ways. But she wasn't, you know, like I said, the big personality. My grandpa was the big personality. He was the one with the funny Scottish sense of humor and sarcasm, and he was just a bigger personality. My Nana was actually a small person, seriously a small person. She was probably maybe five feet tall and tiny. Never had an ounce of fat on her in her entire life. I guess that didn't hit my generation. Anyway, so, Nana was this tiny little redhead and she, I don't know that she ever worked. She probably worked in her younger days, but after moving to the United States from Canada and having my mom, she didn't work. Um, and so she was this little homemaker and my grandfather worked as a purchasing agent for a meatpacking plant. They didn't have much money and um, didn't live some lavish lifestyle, that's for sure. But there are a lot of things about my Nana's life, especially in looking back, that made me realize how much courage she lived with and how much I learned from her. And that's the thing about you and I. People are watching us too. And even if, like me, they don't realize the impact that it's having at the time, it is having an impact. And so my Nana went through a lot in her life. So she comes from Saskatchewan, Canada, and she lived on the prairies with her mother and her father died very young, her mother and her sister and brother. And I apparently, I only knew my great grandmother with this really, really long hair. She had, I swear, she had hair down to her knees when she took it out of her bun. <laughs> but apparently it was red. This is where we get that red hair. And so she had this long red hair and she was, a nurse, I don't know if she was an official nurse or not, but she was a nurse on horseback. And my Nana would sometimes come home and somebody would be laid across the dining room table and there would be Nana, or great grandma, sorry, Nana's mom, working on this person in the, in the dining room. I guess that's life on the prairies, right? So, but here's the thing about my Nana. She was born with club feet. So her feet were like in a U-shape pressed up against her ankles. Her feet were completely deformed. And thank God for my great-grandmother, who, boy, you want to talk about being before your time. From a very early age, she would start massaging my Nana's feet. And I, you know, I wonder how that felt to my Nana. It might have hurt. And she just did it day after day after day after day after month after year until my Nana's you know, because she was young, I guess her bones were softer and joints or whatever. And her feet were able to be straightened out enough to be in braces. And I guess my Nana wore steel braces until she was like 
12 years old or something. And she had this brother that would pull on her ponytails and then take off running. And my Nana would take off, I guess, after him with her braces on. So she started out life with a disadvantage. She had the softest, softest skin of any person I've ever met. I can still feel how her lips felt when she kissed me. But apparently she had very, very thin skin because she didn't have all of her layers of skin. She actually had very, very thin, thin skin. I think she was born with maybe two or more extra ribs. I mean, my Nana had physical issues. She had bronchial issues. And so then my Nana started smoking as a lot of people did. And she smoked until the Surgeon General announced that cigarette smoking was bad for your health. And she put the cigarettes down and never picked them up. Well, this is what's really funny about it. I wanted to go, Nana, really? Hello? You didn't think putting smoke in your lungs was going to be bad for you? <laughs> but anyway, you know, people back then didn't know as much. And so she stopped smoking. But it was like a couple decades later that she developed emphysema. And, you know, because she had started out life with bronchial issues and then she had smoked, even though she quit. A couple decades later, she winds up with emphysema. And so Nana ended up eventually on an oxygen tank. So, oh, gee, I forgot to mention another hardship that my Nana went through. And that is before my mother was born, <clears throat> excuse me, my mother had, my grandmother had another girl that died right after birth. So my grandma definitely went through a lot, but Nana never talked about any of that stuff. I found out about it from other people. My Nana didn't talk about her ailments, about her troubles. She didn't talk about how her life could be different. She didn't lament. I don't know what she did internally, but externally she never complained about anything. Even when she was on the oxygen tank. Do you know that my Nana while she was living with emphysema and eventually dying with emphysema, would do workouts. I remember her telling me when I was young, she was so ahead of her time. She used to cook with herbs and stopped using salt as soon as she found out about her condition because her emphysema then affected heart, you know, and then you have congestive heart failure beginning. And my Nana, you know, cooked with herbs and didn't use salt and, she, and her food tasted amazing. And But I remember her telling me, about, she said, you know, you can do plyometric moves. And so you can, you know, go like, you can put your arms up, you know, in fists and bring them together like this, you know, toward each other and actually work out your chest muscles with resistance. She would show me how to do it as if she were holding out a dumbbell and do bicep moves. She would tell me how you could use the resistance of your own body to build muscle mass. This tiny, tiny little lady with emphysema. She was definitely ahead of her time. She should have lived in this day and age. But my Nana also, the thing, I think the thing that really, not just that she didn't talk about her troubles or complain about anything, he would call her up and she, you could tell she was laboring with her breathing. And I would call her up and if I said, Nana, how are you? She would say, oh, I'm fine, dear. How are you? And then she never ever, complained. I never heard my Nana one single time complain about her emphysema. She just kept fighting. She just kept exercising. She just kept eating right. She just kept doing her best. 
being her best with what she knew. And so it's kind of interesting how you have these people in your life that are not the big personalities that you expect to really be impactful, but it can be the, the people with maybe a small footprint in life, if you know what I mean, that can impact us the most. And that's really what I think we all have to remember is, as I said earlier, that people are watching us and they want to be inspired by us. They don't even know, maybe consciously, that they need to be inspired by us, but they do. They need to be, they want to be, even if they aren't aware of what's going on. My grandmother died in 1989, so here I am 30 years later, telling a story publicly for the first time. Isn't that interesting? So it's been with me. It's, you know, I've carried this with me and it's impacted me. It's a part of who I am because my grandmother was such a warrior because she was so courageous, even in her small little world and, and even in her quiet way, it impacted me. It left a lasting imprint. And now I'm telling you, I'm sharing this with you and it'll be a little piece of your journey, even if it's not conscious for you. And so I bet my grandmother's smiling down from heaven knowing that she wasn't trying to be a role model, but that she was. And she was by just being. And that's what's important for you to remember too. You don't have to do something like I'm doing. You don't have to have a special message of inspiration or a mission or a business or anything like that. But just in the way that you live, when you live with courage and when you refuse to be a victim, you help others to believe that they can too. You might actually inspire somebody else to get out of their pity party simply by the way you live. That's my inspiration to you today is to just think about the story that I told you about my little five foot tall, tiny little red haired grandmother, Nana, who did nothing more to make an impact on the world than to live a courageous life. I hope that you will do the same. Stand up and become courageous. Link arms with me because together we can stand through anything. Have an awesome day.